Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. That, that's ridiculous. All right. <laughs> All right. It's gonna, Ken says it's going to be a good Sunday. Is that what you said? Better be a good sermon after that. Amen. I agree. Thank you for the faith. Come on, amen. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, just, I'm still recovering from worship. Um, that was Tiffany and, and Josh um, Larson. Come on, yeah. I just honor that, huh? And who what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're brother and sister. If, you know if you got that or not. Um, but Josh hasn't actually led worship here yet. But um, he came in. He, they just killed it this morning. I was just, I like good worship. Um, I like worship, period. But and Rosella's in the front row. Hey, good morning, you guys. Um, Jessica and I, um, my incredible wife, uh, we, were, we spent, uh, we did a ministry trip, seven-day trip out to Oahu, Hawaii, ministered to all of creation. We preached the gospel to the fishies. Um, I, think, I think a few of them accepted Jesus. Anyway, we had a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> my son, um, August, doesn't like to, uh, he doesn't like to get any, his, his clothes wet. I don't know, like, you get, you know, some, some of us, we get like a little wet on our clothes and it's, you're like, no big deal, dry it off and you go on. August gets a little wet and then the world stops. And so we're, we're, we're hiking up to this, this uh, uh, waterfall and on the way down, he face plants in the mud. And so a little, a little wetness, like the world stops. Mud all over his shirt and his pants, the world has ended. And so <laughs> I'm like trying to wipe it off. Like, like, I don't know that we had any extra clothes with us. And, and he's just like, he's not gonna keep going. And so we're like, you wanna hike in your underwear? Yeah, yeah. So off the clothes go. He's got his vans and his undies. And he's going down the mountain. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Anyway, I, I, I envy him. He's like, he's, he's one of my heroes. I don't have the confidence to walk around in my underwear. Um, but he does. <laughs> well, let me just pray for, uh, for what God's going to do. Oh, thank you, Father. Lord, we just, we just thank you, God, for today that we don't strive to do church well, God, but we strive to do an encounter with you well. God, that we are here to know you, to be known by you, God. Yeah, Holy Spirit, just speak to our hearts. Yeah, I really felt this morning that, that there was gonna be people here that had never heard his voice as clearly and tangibly as they did this morning. And I don't know if it's already happened for you, but I, I believe it's gonna happen for a lot of us this morning that haven't quite, haven't heard his voice yet. And we want to and we desire to because it's in the Bible, that's what we want. So I just, I pray that all everyone here, um, yeah, if that's you, just put your hands in your lap. You don't have to raise your hand, it's not that big a deal. I just want, if that's you, I just want you to know I'm praying for you right now. Father, well, we just thank you by grace through faith, God, that you are going to speak to us, that we're going to hear your voice this morning, God. 
And so, Father, today is the day. Today is the day. If you don't hear his voice clearly, it's today. Today is the day it's going to shift everything. Come on. Amen. Woo. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. How many of you guys have never been here before? You're brand new. This is the first time coming to the church. Raise your hand. Awesome. Just a couple people. That's awesome. Welcome, you guys. It's great to have you. Um, thanks for coming on such a hot day. I feel like people just want to stay home. And we've got like nine fans going. This AC unit's out, I heard. And here's the beauty of being in a nightclub. That's a CO2 canister with a, with a trigger attached to it. They literally will blow CO2 through the fan to cool everybody off. <laughs> you don't find that at every other church out there. Come on. Amen. <laughs> oh, and I want to talk today. Uh, my wife is laughing. Doesn't help me. Um, <laughs> I want to talk today about something that I, it feels like a building block, a building block of faith, of powerful living, a building block of moving in the supernatural, a building block of, of being launched into your career, into your callings. So I hope, I hope that gets you a little excited about what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about expectations. We're talking about faith. We're talking about grace through faith. And this is something that I continually need to feed myself with. So I, I just feel a lot of God on it. feel a lot, of, a lot of God's presence on what he wants to share with our community. And it's this idea of, of, of walking in faith. What's that mean? What's it mean? About, you know, the Bible says Ephesians 2. I'll just, I'll read a little bit before the verse I'm looking for. But it's verse 8, eight we're hitting on. But It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, that not you of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Say, I'm created for good works. Which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Listen, as a side note, you're created for good works, but here's the deal. It's already been prepared for you. Most of us are wondering, what are these works I'm prepared for? What am I, I know I'm supposed to do great things. That's not a mystery to us, right? We all have this heart that we're, we're called to, to, to either preach the gospel to somewhere, to, to change the, the hospital culture, to change the education culture, to, to change our family culture, but we're not really sure what we're called to do. Well, listen, it's he actually made this really simple. He says, listen, I'm going to prepare beforehand so that you would walk in them. I like to call that a no-brainer verse, right? Like, it's like, I wonder what I'm supposed to do. Well, he's prepared them for you so that you would walk in them, not so that you would wonder about them. How many, should, should, let me just say this. I'm going to walk in that. Say, I'm going to get it. It's what he's prepared for me. Can we say what it's what? I, I feel like I'm getting half participation here. And I know it's hot and it might be early for some people, but let, let's just say it. He's prepared it, He's prepared it for me. It's for me. I'm the one he's talking about. Come on, you got to get it in you. All right. Come on, you gotta, we're waking up. I love it. All right, so it's that for, for by grace you've been saved through faith. For by grace. So grace, this is... By grace, this is the power part. 
It's his grace that he's poured out and lavished on us. This is the power to do what we're called to do, to be who we're called to be. How many of you guys are called to be a son and a daughter? Raise your hand. Right? Should be everybody here. If you're, you're called to be certain things, there's, there's truths in the Bible. And it should get you excited. But sometimes we get frustrated. We're not seeing that happen in our lives. Amen? We're like, come on. I'm supposed to be an overflowing fountain of joy, and I'm not seeing that yet. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> was that an angel? Um, <laughs> so it's by grace. It's, it's because of his grace. This is why it's not by works. It's not what you can muster up. You can never save someone. You will never be the healer. You will never be the one that transforms the world. It's him. It's his power. It's his grace through you. So that's good news in of itself. But the tough part I keep running into in my life and other people's life is, how do I get in that place of grace? Right? Like, I know I'm supposed to be free of this addiction. I know I'm supposed to be doing this with my life. How does that happen? How do I get this goodness in me? Right? Like, that's not the mystery. It's, this is good news. But the tough part is, is what's it look like? And I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a structured person, so just by telling me, Jesse, it's by grace, go for it, doesn't always help me. So let's, fe- let's keep reading. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Now, he, he says saved. This is just a starting point, Right? Right? Salvation is the beginning point. Salvation is not the, it's, uh, heaven is not our destination. Salvation is not our destination. That's just the entrance to the theme park. Right? It's just the beginning. And so, so you input whatever you want. For it is by grace that you have gotten freedom over something. For it is by grace you've entered into his joy. So it is by grace we've been saved through what? Through what? All right, so it's by faith. Faith. Well, Hebrews 11 says, now faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not yet see. Let me read that again. Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the confidence. Everybody say confidence. Confidence. It is the confidence of what we hope for. Now hope is just the confident expectation that good is coming. Hope is just, I believe good is coming. That's hope. I love hope, but hope, hope is, is, is general, right? I've said this before. Hope is general. Faith is specific. Hope is good is coming. Faith is something I can, I'm, I'm putting my, my, my words on this. I'm putting my mind on this thought, this belief, this scripture, because grace rides on faith. It is by grace you've been saved through faith. So if you want to know how do I get this grace thing to happen and work for me, a lot, I mean, I'd like to believe he's just so good. Grace is just going to work for you. It's just going to do it. It's going to do all the work. Because it's not by works, right, Jesse? It's not by works. It's, it's by grace. But this is what it says. It, it doesn't just say for by grace, everything's going to happen for you, so take a nap. It doesn't say go about living the way you're living because grace is going to take over. It's going to do everything for you. 
Now, I'm a, I'm a deep grace theologian. I believe in the finished works of Christ, that, that grace actually is the thing that transforms us. So don't get me wrong. Don't think that you have to go out and do stuff so that grace will all of a sudden start working for you. Like if I, if I go half of the way, God will go the other half, right? Some people think that, well, if I just start, if I just start um, working, up, working on my righteousness, grace will finish it. No, no, no. Grace wants to start and finish your righteousness. In fact, it already has. It says that you are the righteousness of Christ, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is your righteousness. He's the only thing that you need to know about your identity is in righteousness. So I'm not talking about that we're going to work for our, our identity, work for our calling. I'm not talking about works. But I'm talking about is how do we, how do we grab a hold of grace and let it have its way? Because if he has prepared these works for us, it is by grace that they will actually happen. And it has to be by grace because otherwise we think we did it. We would think that this is the Christian walk is all about what we can do for God. And I've done that before, guys. Have you ever, how many of you guys have ever, have ever tried to be better, read the Bible more, pray more, help somebody more, give more, so that you think God might feel a little better about you? that you might feel a little better about yourself. So I'm all about the grace that he is all I need. He's enough to make all my dreams come true. But but if we're going to read the word, we have to understand what it says. So by grace you've been saved through faith. All right, so I think we got the first part down. The grace, the power, the the, the resurrection power that God wants wants to fulfill your dreams. Ask for whatever you desire. It will be given to you. So how do we get this stuff happening? It is through faith. It is through faith. It is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not yet see. I need a water. You guys with me still? I, my wife just realized I tried to drink the microphone. Yeah, thank you, Father. Wow. Just feel the presence of God in the room. Do you guys feel his presence? Did you guys transition? I didn't transition. I love what, I love what Jordan said. Don't transition until next Sunday. <laughs> so good. Come on. So we talk about faith. Faith is the assurance of what we do not yet see. So what's faith look like? Faith is about expectations. Faith is, is the confident expectation. It's of what we hope to happen. So what do you want to see happen in your life? And now we need to have an assurance that it's going to happen before it happens. I think it's in Romans 5. It says that, um, uh, uh, well, let me just let me pull it out. It's uh, verse, uh, I'm sorry, Romans 4, verse, verse 17, second half. He says, uh, as it is written, a father of many nations I have made you in the presence of him, God, Jesus, whom he believed, um, or God, even God. And then it says this, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not um, exist. 
He says, you give life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. That's faith. It's, it's calling which does not yet exist, what we do not yet see in our lives, into existence. How can we do that? Because Jesus is in you. He gave you the authority to call things that are not there. The, the, this whole thing about, uh, about faith is, is, is how can we even say that we have assurance of what we do not yet see? But we can do that because the Bible says that we have this ability. We can, we can tap into who Jesus is in us, and we can, we can talk about what we do not yet see yet. See yet. So why, is this, why, why am I even talking about this stuff? Because this is really usually how we talk. Well, you know, not, every, not everybody I pray for gets healed. Well, you know, I don't, I don't always hear from God. Well, I don't know, you know, if, if God wants to, but I, I'm just in this crappy job right now. Well, I, I hope he shows up. I, I just, you know, sometimes he doesn't always show up. And so I think we all know, like, we have our language reveals what we're expecting. Our language, what we talk about, what we talk to, our self-talk. You guys ever talk, heard about self-talk? That's the, that's the kind where you don't want to do in front of people. But you're like, you're like, oh, God, I don't know if I'm very good at this. I'm, I don't think this is going to work for me. And I mean, I, I've taught a lot of people how to prophesy. And, and every time I teach new people, I, look, I see the look on their face that says everything. And that look on their face says, this isn't going to work for me. You guys ever had that moment? Or you ever pray for someone for healing when you're, you know, maybe you're just starting out and you're like, you're half wondering, is this going to work for me? Come on. And so we have these, this talk, this self-talk. We even talk to our friends like this. Well, I mean, that's good. I'm glad that you see angels, but I don't really see angels. I'm glad that you see in the spirit realm, but I don't. Uh, I'm glad that God has favors on you. Would you, would you pray that, that God would actually think I'm favored also? And so our language reveals what our faith actually is. And that's kind of when I get down to the nitty gritty on this. Like I want to get down to the, I want to get down to the, the kind of the, in the Navy we used to call it the deck plate. Get down to the, the deck plate on this, that where, the, where the boots hit the ground, the, the, the real living. What's it mean to live out grace in our lives? Because we all know the word says grace is powerful to transform us. But some of us just aren't quite able to like step into this place of power, powerful living. Well, this is it. It's by, it's by grace through faith. So it's our faith. So what should we expect to have in our lives? What are you allowed to, what are you allowed to talk about? What are you allowed to say with your words? Because if, if I want to know, like, well, if, if my faith is going to activate stuff, I want to know, can I, can I say, like, I'm going to levitate tomorrow? But every, every it's, it's confronting for you to even say this, that, repeat after me, ready? Everybody I pray for gets healed. Think about that. Even just saying that, everybody I pray for gets healed. Some of us are like, but they don't. Or how can you say that? When it's not true. Or, and, and we have this disconnect that we want to be truthful, but we also have a, a passion to see more, right? Amen? Like, uh, we want to say things, we want to believe things, but we're afraid to speak out things before they're true. Well, this is what the Bible says, that we calls into call things into being before they exist. Bible doesn't say, let the weak say, I'm weak. It doesn't say let those that are depressed say I'm depressed. 
It doesn't say those that aren't yet seeing everybody get healed say, I don't have the gift of healing. What does it? It says, let the weak say, I am. Let the weak say, I am. Okay, I'm just going to declare that you guys are good at doing this. <laughs> Listen, we've got to get this, guys. There's a whole movement. Have you guys heard of the Word of Faith movement? If you're kind of new to Christianity, it's like you may have never heard of this stuff. Um, as Christians, we're not amazing at revival history. I want to encourage you guys, start looking at what our forefathers have actually um, walked in. And it's amazing. We're catching up to them, I think. And I, we should be way ahead of them. But there's a whole movement called the Word of Faith movement. Kenneth Hagin was a, was a great leader in this movement. And it, it got kind of a bad rap. And it got, because the Word of Faith movement was all, all about using your words to release faith. And so this Word of Faith movement was all about, they, they, they'd laugh and they'd say, well, you're just a bunch of name it, claim it people. Right? Like, oh, I have a million dollars. Well, no, you don't. I have this. No, you don't. And so people would criticize these people for saying what they have before they have it. Isn't that weird? That we would criticize people for just doing what the Bible says. And they'd say, well, you're just name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. I love that second one. And, and it's, I'm just trying to imagine, blab it, grab it, it's hilarious. But and so we're afraid to be in the, because we don't want to be delusional, right? You're like, oh, you're just delusional. You're not healed, but I am healed. By his stripes, I'm healed on the cross 2,000 years ago. But your knee still hurts. I know, it's weird, isn't it? But the Bible says, by his stripes, I am healed, not I will be healed. Come on, guys, this is so good. This, this isn't just like, what I want you to do is I want you to hear the Holy Spirit speak the areas in your life that are under this like weird oppression that you're not allowed to say what you want to see before you see it. Because it's the only way grace works. Come on, grace doesn't work without faith. I believe it's one of the one scriptures in the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. That's a weighty scripture. But that's, I believe that's the heart behind it. Because God, everything God did for us was on the cross, and it was, it, he released grace. He released the power to forgive sins, to heal the sick, to bring abundance in your life, to kill poverty. It, it was all released on the cross, and it was the grace of Jesus that he released in us. But God knows that it, it only comes through a releasing of faith, and that's our part. That's our role in this. It's just believe. The Israelites, uh, the, 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 the Pharisees would come to Jesus and say, Jesus, what must we do to do the works God requires? And Jesus replied, well, that's easy. Just believe in the one he sent. Just believe. Just have faith. Because faith says, I believe something. Now, it might just be a mustard seed. <laughs> it might just be, I kind of believe everyone I, get, I, get, I pray for gets healed. But that's all he needs. He needs something, though. And if you're saying, well, brother, I mean, I mean, one out of ten people, if you get that, that's a good day. I'm like, one out of ten, that's your standard of faith? Bummer. Like, I want to shoot for 100%. And that used to confront me because I'm like, well, but it's not true. And when I pray for people now, I say, hey, um, Carmel, I'm going to pray for you and God's going to heal you because that's my standard. That's, that's my standard of faith.
our hearts really reveal what we believe, don't they? They reveal what we believe, because if we have a depressed day, chances are we're believing we're not valuable. Well, who told you that? Your self-talk did. Your self-faith did. You're literally, by faith, going to have a bad day. <laughs> by faith, you're enacting, I don't want to say grace is helping you have a bad day, because that's not what grace does. But literally, by faith, you're allowing this bad day to happen. And so we need, to, we need to first recognize that our words and our beliefs and our faith is misplaced, right? We don't have faith that we're always going to sin. We have faith in the scripture that says sin is dead once and for all, right? We have to believe this stuff before we see it. Because if, if you have this thought, I used to think God's so good, he's just going to do it all for me. Because one of my testimonies is he's the kindest man I've ever met. He's the greatest lover of my life. He is the, he's the greatest dad. And he wants the world for me. And so everything I do, I just know it's going to be blessed and highly favored because he is who he says he is in my life. But I have to remember that my words can actually keep me. My faith can keep me. Brother, you're putting too much emphasis on your ability. I'm just telling you what the word says. It's his, it's your faith. Now, I get it sometimes people get healed and you don't even believe it's going to happen. I love that. I love that God will step in and just kick our faith aside and boom, because of his great love, he'll do stuff before you even believed it. Heck, he loved you before you even had a chance to love him. So I understand that it's not just our abilities to walk in some of this stuff. But I firmly believe the stuff that you really want to see happen, the, 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 the walking in freedom from addictions, the, 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 freedom, from, the freedom into joy, into, a, into out of depression, into life, into um, abundance. How many of you guys want to be abundant in your cash flow? Me, I do. Because he's an abundant God, and I want to resemble God. How do I get there? I have to first start having faith for it. James 1, it says, uh, really good, I was, here we go, here we go, this is awesome. I was just thinking about this. James 1, 5, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. By the way, asking God for wisdom, to me, that's faith. Because you're asking for what he knows you want to give him, so you ask it. If you don't ask for wisdom, it's probably because you don't believe he'll give it to you. Ah, <laughs> Come on, that was really good. It's true. If you don't pray for the sick, it's probably because you don't think it works. If you don't prophesy over people, it's probably because you don't think God hears, or if you don't hear God. If you don't ask for the promises in the Bible, it's, it might be because you don't have faith that he's good as he says he is. All right. But if, you, if any of you lacks wisdom, let, let the pastor ask God, who gives to all generously and without reproach. And it will be given to him. Say it will be given. It doesn't say it may be given. That's such good news. Come on, I love my Bible. And it will be given. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> but this is so good. But, everybody say but. <laughs> my kids started using that word now. <laughs> it's like, no, it's bottom. All right. So, but he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who, this is hard. You guys ready? Strap in. Just ready. get ready for this. <laughs> but, but, 
sorry. I, I have a lot of fun doing this. Um, but he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. And this is where it gets real, guys. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. Being a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. That's kind of sobering. That's kind of sobering to me. I'm a really positive guy. If you've been around me much, like, you might be like, Jesse, are you having a bad day? Ah, it's just, it's just a little bad. And I, I, I will be optimistic about everything to a fault even. But, and so this kind of shakes me a little bit. I'm like, that doesn't feel like good news. But the good news is he's teaching us how to live. He's teaching us how to be Christians. And so a double-minded man says he must ask with faith, faith, come on, without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. I, was, I remember in Hawaii, the kids would, would ride on my back, and, I'd, and we'd sit in the, in the surf where it goes forward and back. And, and I felt like a little turtle being up, washed up and then washed down and washed up. And, washed. and it's like you don't go anywhere, right? You just go up on the beach, and then you get washed down and get sand in your, be- in your, in your bathing suit. And then you get washed up, and then you get bound. Every now and then you get a big wave of washes higher, but it always takes you back out. And you don't go anywhere. That is what a double-minded man is like. Now, it might be fun. <laughs> like, you're moving forward and back, forward and back. Wow, look at, look at all the movement I'm doing. But you're not actually going anywhere. Like, that, that becomes boring real fast. And I hope as Christians we get bored when we don't see God show up in our lives. That's boring Christianity. If you're bored as a Christian, you're not in the right kingdom. If you're bored as a Christian, you're not actually living the right faith. And so, here's the good news. It's simple. It's just believe in the one he sent. Time is up. Good. Okay. And so, the key here is faith. The key here is by grace through faith. So how do we become, so this whole double-minded man is believing that we're called to heal the sick, but we're not sure it's going to happen. That's the double-minded man. Believing that we should be walking in prosperity, but yet holding on to our wallets. Believing that, that we should be walking in our careers and our callings, but afraid to take risks and believe we're worth it. That's a double-minded man. How many of you guys have ever done something like that? Like that's, that's convicting my heart because I don't know how many times I've failed to step out, which would convey risk and faith that I believe I'm called to do this. But I stay safe places, maybe in your job and your whatever, or whatever place you don't have to take risk in and have faith for. But you're just going to be moving back and forth, back and forth. So if you're stuck somewhere, it's possible that your faith is keeping you there. It's keeping you there. It's keeping you there. Your faith will also get you out of there. This is why we say, wow, what a great woman of faith you are when we see people walking in great things. Right? Well, it's the man of faith. Well, what are we saying? We're saying that person, that woman, believes in what's not yet seen. And grace, grace is like, it's like a happy child to their parents. It's like, wow, you believe? And they come running. 
It's like the, the moment you say everybody I pray for gets healed, grace looks up and says, who is that? And just takes off running to find you. Faith attracts the power of God. And listen, I've done lots of stuff without faith. And I promise you, God, God still shows up sometimes. But the moment you step into this confidence, this assurance of what's given to you, what's, what, what, of, of who you are, of what he's told, called you to be, is when you step into this confidence, this assurance, man, look out. Because grace is going to come streaking out of the bushes. And it's going to run and grab you. And it's going to propel you into your calling, into healing faith, into, into miracle signs and wonders, into, into joy from depression. Some of you guys are like, well, you know, I, I hear this sometimes. Jesse, I don't have any friends here. I, I wish I knew more people. I'm just, I just don't have any friends. By faith, you will attract no friends. You just will. I, I, it just works this way. Your belief about who you are, because when you say, I don't have any friends, what you're saying is, nobody wants to be my friend. I had a friend of mine that he had this belief about himself. It just blew my mind. And you can grab this if it, if it resonates with you. He literally just told me, he says, Jesse, I just believe every, everybody wants to hang out with me. I just believe that when I call someone, they're going to ask me to hang out. He just believed that he was so likable that all his friends wanted to be around him. Now, what, was that an actual case? Did it always happen that way? I don't know. Maybe not. But I, I heard that, and I'm like, are you serious? You can believe like that? But that's what the Bible says. What do you want to see in your life? I want you to dream. I want you to, and maybe you don't have to dream very hard. Maybe you know exactly what you're trying to get out of. Maybe you know exactly what you want to see. Maybe, maybe you want someone to pay for your wedding. Maybe you, want, maybe you feel like you want a better car. You want to upgrade to this. I, our, our housemate, Chelsea, she, I'm just going to, she's sitting over there, so I'll just kind of brag on her a second. She, she needed a new car, and reality is her finances didn't quite match up to a new car yet. And, and the things that she wanted to walk in didn't quite match up to a new car yet. But she just knew in her heart, because there, there was this vision inside, there was, there was, there was a, a desire in her heart to have an upgraded car. And so she just, by faith, she stepped into it. Now she was wise, she didn't go into, you know, she was able to do it. I don't want to say go do stupid things, but she was wise. But in that, even in the wisdom, she, it, was, it, was, it was a risk, it was faith. And she went out and came home with a car. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you did it. That, that, is that your car? She's like, yeah, isn't it beautiful? I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. And so she literally just, just believed that this is where I, that my next step. And she did it. She took a risk. She took faith. And in that, she's now, she's stepped in this whole new place of abundance. Work has increased. In fact, she's in this new job and, and, and her, her clients for training and stuff has all started to pick up. I don't know if you need to be personally trained. She's an amazing personal trainer. But that's what happens. Sometimes you have to believe and declare it before you ever see it. And that's confronting to some of us because some of us are really humble of heart. And we don't want to say we're really strong when we still feel weak. But I want to challenge you, church, family. I want to challenge you to find those things that are still hiding under your words. They're still hiding under, nobody likes me. They're still hiding. I'm, I don't have a lot of joy. I'm not a real joyful person all the time. Who told you that? The Bible says in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. You either have God or you don't. 
And if you have him, you have the fullness of joy. So if you don't walk in the fullness of joy, start declaring it. Start having faith. Speak it. For it's by faith. Faith comes from my hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So start declaring what he has for you. Everybody say this. Everybody I pray for gets healed. I lay hands on someone and something happens. Come on. You know know what happens when you start laying hands on people after you say that? Something happens. But what if it doesn't happen right away? I'm just telling you what faith says. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. By grace. That something is nothing you can make up do anyway. Come on. Why don't you stand? Can we, can we do a few? I, I, I love declarations. I don't think they're the magic pill. I think relationship with God is the magic pill. <laughs> you you want to know what, what, you, what butt you need to push to grow in God? Get close to him. But declarations are the beginning to your heart starting to realize what it believes and what it doesn't believe. And so I, every, night, every night before I go to bed, I declare. I don't have a list anymore because I've done it long enough. I just find things that my heart needs and I declare it before I go to bed. And I usually declare this too. I say, God, I thank you that I have great dreams. And when I wake up, I remember them. So I want to do some declarations. You guys ready? Just repeat after me. I, I, I can't get away from this one, so we're going to keep saying it. Everybody I pray for gets healed. I hear God better than anybody I know. I am an anointed son or daughter. I have the power of God flowing through me. Woo. Because I'm God's son or daughter, wealth is attracted to me. Joy is my lot. I am an overflowing fountain of joy. When people meet me, they really like me because I'm likable. I'm lovable. When people look at me, they see Jesus. When I meet people, they encounter the Father. Their depression goes. Because wherever I go, crazy things happen. Because I am who he says I am. Come on, just give God a shout. Give him a cheer. Come on, thank you, God. Come on. Come on. Let's just say this. Can you guys just shout this? I am who he says I am. Say, I am who he says I am. Yeah, come on. Thank you, Father. Come on. Just put your hand on your neighbor right now. Put your hand on your neighbor. And I just, just start praying this. So to say, I insist you believe this. Yeah. Say, before you see it, you're going to say it. You're going to believe it. Yeah. I just say more, God. Say, just, just declare more over their life. Declare more fire over their, over their finances, over their love, over their relationships. 
Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. <laughs> Come on. We just thank you, God, for your presence, Scott. Yeah, creativity. Just declare creativity over that person next to you. God's releasing new creativity in people. Come on, thank you. One thing Josh Larson carries, he was worshiping, he carries the spirit of creativity. And so we just literally were basking in worship filled with creativity this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Yeah. Wow. Just feel his presence in the room, guys. Just hold on. Don't don't be in a hurry. Don't transition. <laughs> Yeah, just feel his, his joy and his gladness because his plans ride on our faith. His plans, he's given us, he's given us that honor to, to co-labor with our faith. Just sit in that, that he's, he's, he honors you <laughs> with, the, with, with the job of, of partnering with him. Thank you, Father. You are my worship, and I will give you all my praise, because you alone I long to worship you alone are worthy of my praise and I will give you all Cause you alone, I long to worship. It's you alone, I worthy of my praise. Thank you, Father. You worthy, Jesus. Ah. Come on, just. let his grace just let his grace find you this morning you don't have to work for this you just have to believe in it you don't have to work for it but you do have to believe it's possible that God could save you and if you're here this morning and you're you're just wondering if God has saved you if you are saved if you're wondering 
Does he believe in you? Does he trust you? Does he even honor you with the, with the choice to have faith? I just, I want you to know this morning that he, he believes in you enough to give everything. That he had faith in you before you even had faith in him. Wow. God, I thank you for your presence this morning. It changes everything. So this morning, family, just be transformed. Be transformed by his grace. And speak faith-filled words over your life and over the life of your friends, over the life of your family. Start calling each other by how God sees them. Start calling your kids how God sees them. Start calling your spouse by how God sees them. And watch the power of God come in like a flood and defeat every plan of the enemy through his power and his plans that he is prepared for you. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> well, I don't want to stop. Thank you, Father. All right, let's just, let's just give God a shout. Just give him a hand. God, we thank you, God. We worship you, Father. We thank you, God. You're worthy. You're worthy of our faith. Come on, amen, amen. Oh, can we get the prayer team up? Just get a, a bunch of us up front to pray for some people. If you want to be part of the prayer team, um, if this, if we, you're all part of the prayer team, right? We already made that declaration. When you lay hands on someone, things happen. And I need you to believe that if you're going to be part of this community. Because we can't believe that when, pe- when they lay hands on people, or when I do, or someone, lays, someone up front lays hands on people, things happen. When you lay hands on people, things happen. Amen? And how will I know that you actually believe this? I see you laying hands on people. That you see yourself laying hands on people. I want to challenge you guys. Start laying hands on people. You don't even have to know why you're doing it. Just go up to someone and be like, hey, brother, anything happened yet? (laughs) They're going to be like, why? What are you expecting? All of heaven. Come on. I want to challenge you guys with that. All right. Bless you guys. If you need prayer, come on up here. Grab the person next to you if you love them and say, hey, just blast me with something. Whatever you guys need, hang out, meet people, love people. Um, Yeah. Bless you guys. Have an amazing... uh, Uh, Can we just declare this, that this heat too shall pass? All right, amen. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.